Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people... It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Breaking the silence. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere as we avoid Radio silence, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from inside the greasy spoon. We are frying up, piping hot sports takes all night long into the morning here at the Fox Sports Radio studios. Hope all is well with you. It is an extra spicy hot Friday fun day. And we will have, we'd like to alert all the people that have comedy in their blood. Marginal comedy coming up later on in the third hour. Lame jokes of the week. I guess some other surprises along the way until we get to that point. And then beyond, but our lead this hour coming from the legal world. It's back and better than ever. After weeks of silence, we had a big disclosure in the Deshaun Watson story. And you know I am a sucker for a legal melodrama. And I paid very close attention to every twist and turn over the last 24 hours. So maybe you missed it. I'll give you the nuts and bolts of it. So some of the women who have accused Deshaun Watson of being a pervert have met with NFL investigators. 
all about the civil lawsuits. This according to Tony Busby. He broke the silence, the lawyer uh, who is behind all of this. Uh, Tony Busby and Rusty Harden responded, both of them issuing statements on the situation. So it is time for our obligatory Deshaun Watson-Maller monologue. Now, we'll start with Tony Busby because that was the more interesting stuff. Now, Tony Busby, the attorney, uh, led the cavalry of accusers uh, that that broke the quietness treaty. They had a treaty to be quiet, and he held a summit with the media in Houston. And in that summit, Busby divulging that, as we mentioned, four of the women's claims were presented to the NFL, but wait a minute. Busby was not happy. The women were not happy. They were not respected by the NFL investigator. Uh, the, uh, the first three meetings with league investigators, they've, so they met three times, three separate times. I'm assuming this was on Zoom. Uh, and then Busby was part of a fourth meeting. He claims that uh, there are four other women, so that would bring it up to eight women total who are going to speak or want to speak to the NFL investigative arm But uh, Busby claimed that he might not allow that to happen since he didn't like the way the NFL was conducting their business. But wait, there's more. Uh, Busby also said that 8 to 10 of his clients, he couldn't come up with the exact number, but 8 to 10 of his clients have had meetings with detectives from the Houston Police Department, and he was very pleased about that, Busby. Very pleased at how the police in Houston had handled the claims that his clients were making. Now, police did, when asked, said that the investigation they, you know, is obviously ongoing and all that. They did not give any real new information on the Watson case. So let us discuss, all right, the question. Considering the new developments, finally, after weeks, we've got some new information. How concerned, how concerned should Deshaun Watson's camp be with the new twist that we've taken? So I, I would say this is finger-biting bad. Finger biting bad. Uh, I've got Drapes, Stink Bomb, and Cy Young. And we'll put all these things together into a marginal Maller monologue. Now, this is a high-anxiety thrill ride. We're back on the ride, right? Deshaun Watson's posse of lawyers, they tried to downplay this, tried to play the tough guy, the Texas tough guy attorney, Rusty Harden. Uh, but this disclosure is terrible news. Any way you slice it, if you're on the Deshaun Watson team, the plot thickens. Now, why does the plot thicken? I'll tell you. Because there was confidence, genuine confidence, that Watson was close to hammering out an agreement to make this all go away. And the streets are talking. Deshaun Watson's confidants were so cocky How cocky were they? They were so arrogant that they were leaking to people in the media that the settlement was imminent. The uh, friends of Deshaun Watson were repeating that. And so this is a reminder. It's a pretty important reminder. Do not measure the drapes. Do not measure the drapes. That's actually a political term, and it has to do with elections, right? When you're preparing for an election and when the election's going on, you, you don't measure the drapes. Right, because you might not win the election, and Deshaun Watson, it certainly appears that his uh, his uh, group of advisors there were leaking this to some friends of theirs in the media, thinking that it was all but done, and it's not done. All right, come tumbling down now, Deshaun Watson does uh, from this. So the story's taking a turn back on the wild side, and it will be played out in the court system. I don't see a way it's not played out in the court system. You. You can put the settlement talk away. Put the kibosh on that. Put it to bed, however you want to do it. It is time to hunker and bunker uh, for some legal mud slinging. Just throwing the mud is what they're going to be doing. Now, the second thing, part B of this, for, for nearly three full weeks, we had total radio silence, which always makes me uncomfortable because when I hear silence like that, I think that's bad. Now, Tony Busby, the attorney uh, who's leading the charge against Watson, he has crossed the imaginary line in the sand. 
the gloves have come off, right? We are, we are now looking at a legal slobber knocker. And Tony Busby, he pulled back the, the curtain and lobbed a stink bomb at the Deshaun Watson camp. He did. I mean, Watson, he's got some stank all over his body. He might need a shower and a massage, which I think is what actually got him in this trouble in the first place. Now, why is this so bad? Right? I'll tell you. If Busby is to be believed, and keep in mind he is a lawyer, as is Rusty Harden, you should take what they say often with a grain of salt, but Busby implied that the criminal investigation is uh, going well, right? You know, going pretty well here, uh, which sounds like he thinks that this will lead to criminal charges, or at least he's trying to portray that this is going to lead to criminal charges. Now, that would potentially take Deshaun Watson's freedom away. He would then be on the freedom trail trying to keep his freedom. So you can file that away when you revisit the settlement talks, right? Like, I don't think there will be any more settlement talks. Rusty Harden, he attempted, as we said, to spin the story, you know, spin spin like the bottle, spin it, uh, claiming that Busby approached him about a settlement. Like, see, uh, we didn't talk about a settlement. They, they came to us. Don't fall for that. It's semantics, right? He's trying to save face here. Because what it sounds like to me, the way I interpreted that is that Rusty Harden might not have initiated the settlement talk, but he was more than open ears for Deshaun Watson. He's like, well, we didn't start it, but hey, how much, uh, how much money do we have to pay you to make this go away? And then Harden had the chutzpah to say that Deshaun Watson doesn't want any confidentiality agreement, which is absurd. Okay, it's absolutely, it's literally and figuratively why you would, and the only reason you would really reach a settlement is to shut everyone up, right? Put a plug in it, and that's it. So if you think Harden's like, but no, we, we do not want any confidentiality agreement, then what's the point? All right, last word here. So back to the Busby guy, this is attorney for the accusers. He is using the media, as Rusty Harden is, but Busby is using the media now to ratchet up the pressure on the NFL. And he, he's going all in here on the investigative part of the NFL. And Roger Goodell has led the Keystone Cops for many years. And these sham investigations, we get a kick out of them, uh, one sillier than the last. They do not have subpoena power. Without subpoena power, you are neutered. You are neutered. Uh, it's like having a pool but having no water. What's the point? You've got a hole. You don't have a pool. Uh, it's completely useless. Now, the, the NFL looks like buffoons in, in this at, right now and until more information comes out. In these past investigations, uh, they've also got the dunce cap on as well. The problem for Roger Goodell, and this is why Busby is really smart by what he's doing here. Uh, he's calling out the NFL, pointing the finger at the NFL, because what is Roger Goodell's life goal these days? He is hell-bent on pacifying the wokesters. Right? He wants the wokesters amongst us to be very happy with the NFL. They're the wokest of them all. And as a result, Busby knows that he can play that against the NFL, and I'll guarantee you there are internal messages going back and forth all over the place that are being sent say, hey, we got to take better care of these accusers. We don't want this is bad publicity. We want to we want to avoid this. All right. Either way, there is no good outcome for Deshaun Watson. We've laid it out. He couldn't keep his salami in the fridge, and now he's uh, he's unzipped a lose lose situation because worst case would be criminal charges. Uh, mildly would be a guilty in civil. But that doesn't go to criminal. Um, either way you slice it, Watson's going to get in some trouble with the NFL and be suspended, and he has to be Cy Young. You never want to be in a position in life where you have to be Cy Young. What I mean by that is you have to pitch a perfect game. There are 22 innings in this game, 22 accusers who have said Deshaun Watson's a creepster. All right, So 22. Keep in mind that over 150 years of professional baseball, you know how many people in the modern era have thrown perfect games? 23. 23. So even if the accusers in the Watson case go one for 22, that's an 045 
batting average or don't even get a hit but get a walk, they will sink the man's battleship. It's all or nothing. The only acceptable outcome for Deshaun Watson, total victory. And based on everything that I have read and everything that I have seen and everything I have heard, all of it, it's going to, he is Buster Douglas. He's going to have to get a Buster Douglas-like knockout against uh, Mike Tyson. And you know, Watson's the guy wearing the trunks at this point, and it's not looking good. It is not looking good. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, 
the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Tales of Cheese, welcome in the beginning of yet another hour of the Ben Maller Show. Here we are together in the air everywhere as we speak in circles and squares, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from inside your eardrums, provided marginal. Sports Talk Radio all night long here from the comforts of the Fox Sports Radio studios, and we thank you for spending some time with us. So our lead this hour coming from an old reliable, Aaron Rodgers, relax. Some new dirt has been tossed out in the young and the restless melodrama out of northern Wisconsin and this is another one of those stories we are closely monitoring. We like to play the hits here. It's top 40 radio. We play the hits. Uh, so Aaron Rodgers, if you have not heard, and maybe you missed it, we are hearing now that the Packers are saying, no, it's not true. They're pushing back against reports that have come out over the last couple of weeks that claim that Aaron Rodgers was under the impression that Green Bay had agreed to trade his ass this offseason. Now, Trey Wingo made the accusation. Others have piggybacked on the initial accusation that Rodgers was told, point blank, you're going to be traded. Now, Rodgers is upset uh, because the, uh, the pack did the old switcheroo, and he's not happy about that. He's angry. How dare you do the switcheroo? I'm Aaron Rodgers. You can't do the old switcheroo on me. Uh, now, there are some Packer moles. We're not sure who because they didn't put their name on it, but they told Mike Florio that the notion that Aaron Rodgers was told he'll be traded was unequivocally false. It's a big word, unequivocally. And uh, the Packers claim that they weren't even aware. They were not even aware that Aaron Rodgers felt this way. So we have a he said, he said situation with no one really putting their name on it. The allegation that someone around Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers himself leaked that he was told he was going to be traded. Now we have someone of some stature with the Packers who is claiming that it's unequivocally false. Someone is Pinocchio on this one. So let us discuss now the toss-up question. You've got Aaron Rodgers over here. You've got the Green Bay Packers over here the front office of the Packers, who is not telling the truth? Who is not telling the truth? And I am looking at you. Number 12, Aaron Rodgers. So my views on this, you've got humdinger, axiom, and hooky. And we will combine all of these things together. Now, first of all, it is never comfortable to side with management. I realize that's what I'm doing. So right off the top, I might have lost you that I am on the side of the front office in Wisconsin, but we have weighed the evidence that is available to us at this time, and I am leaning, the scales of justice are leaning towards the Green Bay front office here that they are the ones that are being more truthful. That Aaron Rodgers is guilty of exaggeration. He exaggerated the nature of the talks that took place. Now, we don't doubt that there were conversations that went back and forth. Words were exchanged. Ideas were floated. However, that's a big leap to get to the point where a formal promise was given that Rodgers would be traded. That sounds like a cockamamie uh, approach to this. And plus, it's meaningless unless you get it in writing. And even when you get it in writing, it's often meaningless. So did Aaron Rodgers get uh, the Packer front office to sign 
a piece of paper saying we're going to trade you? No. Why would the Packers do that? We believe that Aaron Rodgers is guilty of a humdinger of an overstatement. Right? He overstated the conversations that, had, that, that, that took place. And Rodgers is clouding the issue here with a dirty trick. Right? He's trying to find every dirty trick he can to activate the old escape hatch out of Green Bay. And he's raking the GM, Brian Gutekunst, over the coals uh, through his, uh, his buddies in the media. This guy lied to me. I'm Aaron Rodgers. Defend my honor, you media stooge. And they run to defend Aaron Rodgers. They run to their, their phones and to their microphones to do that. Now, secondly, keep in mind, th- th- this does not mean, while I am siding with Green Bay, it does not mean that the Packer front office are innocent little lambs. They're not. All right? Both parties have been hemming and hawing, which I love as a talk show host. It's great for guys like me. I don't know if I'd feel the same way if I owned stock in the Packers. But my hypothesis is that Green Bay was trying to calm Aaron Rodgers' anxiety. So in an effort to pacify his delicate ego, he's a delicate little flower, they used hypothetical scenarios that could lead to a trade. Could is a weasel word. Remember, the Maller axiom of life. The Maller axiom of life. There are three sides to every story. There's your side, there's their side, and there's the truth. And this is a truism, right? As we have all learned the, the last couple of years, everyone's eyes and ears see and hear things in unique ways. And there are many different interpretations depending on which tribe uh, you are a member of. Aaron Rodgers is the, uh, the player's tribe, and the Packers are the organizational tribe in this little play that we're doing here. Uh, so they have a different perspective, and it's much the way I look at tweets. You know, I read them certain ways because it's like art. My interpretation of them, uh, what was meant by it is different than yours. Or looking at you know, a piece of a, a Monet. Uh, you look at a Monet, you look at uh, one person looks at it one way, the other person looks at it a different way. Uh, but... Aaron Rodgers is obviously still steaming mad over Jordan Love. How could you trade to get Jordan Love in the draft in 2020? That is an act of betrayal. Betrayal of Aaron Rodgers? All right, final thought. So Mr. Rodgers' neighborhood is trying his darndest to curry public support from you. He's trying to get your support. We've talked about this on a semi-regular basis, but Rodgers pulled out an assortment of current and former teammates. He's doing it the passive-aggressive way. It's not like Aaron Rodgers is holding daily news briefings at the West Wing of the White House. Instead, what he is doing is using his buddies who he's played with either currently or in the past to have them relay the talking points memo that he's trying to get out. You know, Player X says Aaron Rodgers is not happy. He wants out. Uh, and then this other guy over here says, no, no, Aaron Rodgers, maybe he'll stick around. They can patch things up. And so it's, it, it goes like that. Now, keep in mind, we are still roughly 60 days away. There are 60 shopping days left until training camp opens up in the middle of July. We don't have the exact reporting dates, but it's usually right around July 15th is when training camp opens up for most teams in the NFL. So expect the posturing to continue. Green Bay has a chokehold in terms of leverage. It's the the game show. I used to love this game show when I was a kid. Let's make a deal, right? Aaron can swallow his pride and play under his current contract, but that would mean capitulating to the Packer front office, and the indicators say that that horse has left the barn. And... Might as well close the barn door at this point because that horse isn't coming back. Now, this means if he's not willing to do that, that the only tangible option for Aaron Rodgers is truancy, that he's going to have to play hooky from training camp. And that would be a very expensive decision. If you remember the old uh, game show, I guess it's back on now. I watched the original. Let's make a deal. Uh, On that show, when you make a bad deal, you know what they say? You got zonked. You don't want to get zonked. Not gronked, zonked. So Aaron Rodgers, 
I've done the math on this. Now, he could, he could lose his salary if he doesn't report for the year. He misses the entire year. He'd lose $14.7 million. All right, so that, that's off the table. He would then, based on the contractual language, have to write a check for $23 million in unearned signing bonus moolah. But wait, there's more. He'd also have to give up almost $7 million in a roster bonus that he got this offseason. So based on the, the back of the napkin, Maller math, if I am correct on this, if you say Rodgers misses the entire year, the entire year, uh, then he would lose in the neighborhood of $45 million by the time you crunch the numbers. That's a pretty expensive neighborhood. That's like uh, that's Bel Air where LeBron lives or Beverly Hills or somewhere like that. I mean, that's a pretty pricey neighborhood. Now, let's say LeBron uh, comes in late. Now he's going to lose a percentage of that. I said LeBron. Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers comes in late, he's going to lose a percentage of that money, but obviously not all 45 million smackaroos. So that is the latest, and uh, we will monitor nonstop, around the clock. Literally, we're here around the clock. The latest developments in the world of Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by 
And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. A man who is falling asleep. The Koopaloo. Draymond Green was being interviewed this week when he was asked about the Warriors being underdogs and if this year is We Believe 2.0. Green scoffed at that and said there aren't any, uh, they, they aren't any We Believe 2.0 because we have effing Steph Curry on our team. Ben, should the Warriors not be looked wow. at as underdogs? No, this is a bad take. Uh, Draymond Green is stuck in this bubble. It ain't 2015, 2016, 2017, or 2018. That window is not there. It doesn't exist right now. The Warriors are they're about as dangerous as a mosquito, right? I mean, they've been up and down. They haven't played well against the good teams. They have like a 14-20 and 20 record against good teams. They have a great record against bad teams. Steph Curry is good. He can win a couple games, but that's about it. Next! Now, speaking of the NBA playoffs, it seems we might end up in a situation where some teams are playing to full crowds while others still play to a limited capacity. Ben, do you think this will make a uh, home court advantage more stark for select teams? I do not. As much as I love fans at games, they rarely, if ever, actually income out. They, they affect the outcome very rarely is what I'm trying to say. If a man could speak English, that would help. And there are some players that will benefit, but generally I think it's a, non, it's a non-factor. Next! Now, Tony Romo again attempted to qualify for the U.S. Open, but failed to even make it from the local to the sectional qualifier. Now, Ben, I know that you have golfed and you even yes. own your own set of golf clubs. Uh, Could you ever see it being one of your main hobbies after you retire? Oh, God, no. No. Um, I, I'd pull out the last eight hairs I have left on my head if I had to play golf all the time. I, I would rather pick up the mandolin or play the piano like I did when, when I was a kid. No, it's too frustrating. Golf's good when you're working, not now. How'd we do, Coop? You pass this edition. There it is. That's a winner. Whee! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. We got jokes. Here we go. That's a joke, right? Yes, Gon's a joke. Ha <laughs> ha. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week, Coop. It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week. All right, here we go. Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Right to it we go. If you're easily offended, if you're uh, a lightweight, this is not for you. But these, you know, people are trying to have fun, and these are all jokes submitted by listeners. None of them came from us, but we just repeat the joke. All right. Did you hear that Lizzo is thinking about getting into politics? I did not hear that, no. Yeah, she got the idea that she, uh, she, she boarded a train <laughs> and heard the conductor shout, We're going to need a third rail. It's like that. <laughs> James, the machinist. Why has Lizzo been spotted hanging around Washington, D.C. lately? Uh, I don't know. Why is that? Apparently, she uh, takes up so much uh, area, she has her own uh, congressman. How about that? (laughs) Uh, Chris in uh, Des Moines. What would be the problem if Lizzo became a cannibal? I don't know. Well, we'd all be in danger, I think. We'd all be gone, Eddie. You saw the punchline on that? Yeah, that's uh, Surfer Todd. The comedian. Did you hear there's a gas shortage on the eastern seaboard? I have heard that, yes. Yes. If everyone doesn't drive for two weeks, we can flatten the curve, Eddie. That's all we have to do, right? It's uh, John the Jailer. Uh, why is Dr. Fauci, what, what is uh, Dr. Fauci's favorite drink? I don't know. What is his favorite drink? Funky Cold Moderna. 
<laughs> That's a good joke. That's, uh, John the Jailer sent that one in again. Uh, let's see here. What food will President Biden be serving uh, this summer at the White House's 4th of July picnic? Picnic. picnic. Uh, I don't know. What's he going to serve? Well, good news, Eddie. Everyone's getting sloppy Joes. So we're getting that there. <laughs> So Surfer Todd, the comedian. What's the difference between lame joke writers and actual stand-up comedians? Uh, I don't know. What's the difference? A paycheck. That's the, that's the difference. That's from Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. Why did O.J. Simpson contact Bob Baffert after the Kentucky Derby? Uh, I don't know. Why did he contact him? He was looking for a faster Bronco. So, Jay from Kentucky. Those guys in Kentucky, man, they're right near your Churchill Downs. You know, they get all the, the horse jokes. All right, how do you get a horse to slow down? This is very difficult. How do you get a horse to slow down? Uh, I don't know. How do you do that? Just bet on him. That's it. Uh, as soon as you bet on the horse, that's uh, stand the man. Uh, what is it like to be homeless without a cardboard box? I don't know. What is that like? It's intense. Wow. No, it's in. Yeah, Roberto, intense. Yeah, I get it. It wasn't that funny. Surfer Todd, the comedian. Why doesn't Aaron Rodgers mind moving? Uh, I don't know. Why doesn't he mind that? He's a Packer. <laughs> so just Josh. Maybe not for long. Uh, what was the biggest holdup in A-Rod's offer to buy the T-Wolves? Uh, I don't know. What was the biggest holdup? He tried to J-Lo ball the price. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. What does Brian Finley's ego have in common with Joe Biden's economy? I'm not sure. They're both inflated, apparently. There you go. Yeah, about Finley, I know that for sure. That's just Josh who sent that one in. You got anything over there? Coop da loop. It's Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. I don't. Nobody, nobody right. sent me anything. Wow. Slow week for the joke writers. Uh, I got a couple I can send over to you in a couple minutes. Uh, Eddie, do you know how I lost 25 pounds in the last year? Uh, intermittent fasting? No. Costco stopped handing out free samples. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> more important. That's a Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. What do Trevor Lawrence and incarcerated Jed who fled have in common? Yeah, we think Jed's oh. in jail. He hasn't called up in a while. Well, that wouldn't be a surprise. Uh, what yeah. could they possibly have in common? They're both hoping for breakout years in 2021. <laughs> I like that. It's a Eek again. Tammy in Montana tested positive for illegal drugs this week. She did? Yeah, Bob Baffert slipped her some painkillers. <laughs> Gordon in Tacoma. What's the one present Tammy truly needs for her birthday? I don't know. Penicillin. That's uh, Ozzy. Ozzy Momentum sent that one in. The winning jockey of the Kentucky Derby has declined to meet David Gagon. Oh, that's probably a good idea, yeah. Yeah, apparently he said if he wanted to see a horse's ass, he would have finished in second. So, so, Kurt from Earth, uh, what would happen to Blind Scott in Boston if he played for the Red Sox and pulled a hammy? I don't know. What, what would happen? He'd be put on the disabled list, Eddie, is what he would be. That's uh, Inca Terror who sent that one in. Why was Justin in Cincinnati let go after being an Uber Eats driver for only one night? <laughs> why, why was that? Apparently, he got the bags mixed up and delivered the wrong orders, so they had to <laughs> get rid of That's a little inside joke if you know Justin in Cincinnati, who famously lost his job picking up bodies because he picked up the wrong body, which is seemingly I mean, impossible, but, Come on. I guess, yes. Well, one's a white guy, one's a black guy. It's pretty hard to screw that up, but he did. Uh, how, would Marcel, yeah, uh, how would Marcel feed himself if he was Spider-Man? I don't know. How would he feed himself if he was Spider-Man? He would shoot oodles of noodles out of his wrist. Imagine that. Now, that's a superhero. Did you hear that Hayes met beer-drinking Brian recently? I did not hear that, no. Yeah, Hayes graciously offered to bathe him uh, when Brian said thanks. Hayes said, wait, you're alive? Wow. Chris in Des Moines. What does Half Pint call it when beer-drinking Brian is passing kidney stones? I, I don't know. What, is, what does he call it? Islands in the stream. <laughs> right, that's just Josh. We'll pause for the calls. We'll try to get Coop a couple of jokes. We've got a bunch of Deshaun Watson jokes, Doc Mike. There's some Hayes jokes. If we have time, for so scratch off as well. And a whole lot more. It's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. We'll get to it more, and we'll continue it next. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Right back to the jokes we go. It's Big Man's Lame Jokes of the Week. Thanks to all the unpaid, underappreciated amateur joke writers from all over the United States, from Maine to Hawaii and internationally as well. We thank you all. And you can send jokes in in the future. Care of the Ben Maller Show at gmail.com. Ben Maller Show at gmail.com. Email address. Put jokes in the headlines. Get the jokes in by early in the morning on Thursday, and your joke could be used on the air. We, you want some Deshaun Watson jokes? Of course you do. Who is Deshaun Watson's favorite historical figure? Hmm. I don't know who. John Hancock. So <laughs> Milkman Mike in Colorado. Why is Deshaun Watson visiting Starbucks a lot lately? I, I don't know. Uh, he loves asking for extra pumps. Got him in trouble, I think. That's what got him in trouble. Eric in Iowa. Why does Deshaun Watson recommend deep tissue massages? Uh, why does he do that? Well, after his knee surgery, they seem to have uh, curl, uh, cured his limp. He had a limp there, but not anymore. So that's a chip from Maine. Uh, what is my advice to future Deshaun Watson masseuses, Eddie? Uh, I don't know. What is your advice? Don't let a falling star spackle on you. <laughs> it's a chip for Maine. If Deshaun does end up in the big house, how will he spend his time? I don't know. How will he spend his time? He'll be thinking long and hard about what he's done, Eddie. That's from Inca Terror, <laughs> classically trained musician in New York. We thank Inca. Uh, why did uh, Deshaun Watson's uh, settlements fall through? I don't know. Why did they fall through? Well, his accusers refused to shake on it, Eddie, and that's the problem. That's a chip from Q's. If Deshaun Watson was the captain of a ship, what would his favorite saying be? I don't know. What would his favorite saying be? All, all hands on deck. <laughs> <laughs> Surfer Todd, the comedian. Coop, you got anything, Coop? Nah. All right, Coop's out. Uh, Doc Mike, uh, very popular with the joke writers. What What's worse than finding out Doc Mike is your dentist? Ooh, what would be worse than that? Uh, I don't know. Realizing he was also your proctologist. So Bill from Iowa. What kind of Ben Maller show listener uh, is, uh, what, what kind of Ben Maller show listener calls in with a question for Doc Mike? There we go. Uh, I don't know what, what type of listener. A P1. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good joke by solid joke by Dave in Mill Valley. Uh, what is Doc Mike's favorite musical? Oh boy, uh, I don't know. What is his favorite musical? The Wiz. <laughs> so, Turnpike Bob in Ohio. Do you know why Doc Mike had an advantage in the Cook County Jail? Uh, no, I don't. What What was his advantage? Uh, he was already used to drinking at least one bodily fluid, so he had a leg up. Eddie, he was. Uh, <laughs> Gary from Youngstown. What did they serve at Doc Mike's birthday party? I, I don't know. What did they serve? Urinal cakes. <laughs> so, Turnpike Bob again. What is Doc Mike's recommendation to stressed out Packer fans? Uh, I don't know. What is his recommendation? Cheese whiz. Yeah, he recommends that. That's Chip from Maine. Uh, which NHL player does Doc Mike want to talk about on Eddie's podcast? I'm not sure which player. The European oh, Zeddy. He wants to talk about those players. That's a George in Rochester, Minnesota. All right. What is what is the number one trending movie in Minnesota? Number one. I don't know. What is the top trending movie? Haze, hazed and confused would be the uh, name of that. That's uh, Turnpike Bob in Ohio. What is Hayes from Minnesota's favorite game? I don't know. What's his favorite game? Touching is good, telling is bad. Uh, that's from John in Youngstown. How does Hayes wash a dead body? Uh, I don't know. How does he do that? At five miles per hour. <laughs> Just Josh. Did you know that Hayes works alone washing the bodies? I, I was not aware of that, no. Yeah, somehow he stills the, uh, the second most interesting person in the room. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> did. that's uh, Bill from Iowa. All right. Uh, what did Sir Scratchoff's wife say when he asked if he was the only one she had uh, been with? I, I don't know. He said, he said all, all the rest were eight, nines, and tens. So, 
There you go. There it is. Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.